Today, we welcome Dr. Marianne Butenchan, Assemblywoman for the 119th District of New York State. Dr. Butenchan is a public servant who values transparency, accountability, and fairness. These values are reflected by her high level of civic and professional engagement, and we are excited to talk with her more. All right. Good morning, Assemblywoman Buttonshawn. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Karen and I yeah. are thrilled to have you. Well, thank you again. It's a great opportunity to come visit a neighbor. I'm yeah. only a couple doors down, and I see all the excitement. Oh, really? That the Ark provides, yeah. as well as the outstanding bakery that's right yes. next door. Yes, <laughs> Chef's Express, which we love. I always <laughs> love a plug for the bakery. I, I cannot get enough of that. Uh, well, we thank you also for being here. It's yes. great. So, I, one more plug. Last night, um, the Utica Greater Utica Chamber had their business person of the year oh yep. yes and chef's express brought the dessert yes that was good, wasn't it? exceptional <laughs> i'm so glad you liked them that uh, couldn't tell us how great they are so thank you for it's that wonderful to hear. well it's exciting for us to to be able to provide that to you know a number of events that we've connected with the chamber and other businesses so they're excellent it is and it's me for me a wonderful way to kind of lift the curtain as to what the agency mm-hmm. is doing people sometimes if they don't have a connection to the agency or someone with a disability don't really understand the impact so this is a nice way to kind of bring the community in by bringing in them into the bakery and seeing that training center so aside from everything being delicious <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so so we'd love to ask you a few questions so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit more um we, as I said, you know, are very proud of the programs we have to offer here um, in terms of helping people reach their self-determined goals, those individuals who have intellectual or developmental disabilities. Um, one way we do this is by forging business partnerships in order to create employment opportunities. So we really run the gamut from um, entry-level opportunities for employment, and people have an opportunity to kind of work their way up to more complicated jobs, uh, faster-paced jobs. Um, but can you talk to a the listeners a little bit about why it's important to create those inclusive employment opportunities. Well, I can say that um, I was first introduced to the ARC at Mohawk Valley Community College, where oh. I was an academic dean. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, my office was as you entered the building. So um, many of your students would come by every morning mm-hmm. and greet me mm-hmm. and provide a little insight of their day. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a Dress for Success event every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. So uh, many individuals from the community as well as uh, faculty and staff would bring in their gently used professional clothes. Mm -hmm. And I I just have to say that your students were there. Mm -hmm. We're trying clothes on. We worked with Judge Clark. We worked with Judge Caldwell Mm -hmm. to provide insight, as well as many others, uh, the chief of police. Oh, wow. And so many would come. And the students would be preparing for the next stage, which was the partnerships that you had set up so that they would have those collaborations within the businesses. That's right. You're talking about our College Works program, Mm -hmm. our great uh, relationship we have with MVCC and the Arcanine Lewis. And um, you're absolutely right. They um, love going to events. They love um, seeing the other students and the faculty on the campus. They're very involved in many of the activities on the campus. It's a two-year certificate program, and, and they do. They develop great job skills. They get to see a number of opportunities. 
in the community in which they um, can work and internship. And then by the end of that two years, we help to get them employed in businesses in the community. And it's been a wonderful success. So thank you. And I know you've been very supportive of that over the years. And, and it's great um, to hear that. Thank you. Well, and I think that that's, you know, the foundation. I know mm-hmm. you in secondary education, you do the same thing. Sure. So that more importantly, um, is we meet with businesses that realize the importance of uh, in being inclusive and including everyone. Sure. It, it just works so well. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Karen has a word that she uses, um, I've heard her use often, diverse ability instead of disability. And I think that so captures the mindset that I hope local businesses can kind of gravitate towards and, and grab onto is the idea that Stop calling it a disability. Call right. it a diverse That's ability right. because each one of these individuals, you, me, the people we support, all have something that can be offered at these local companies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may have to think outside the box a little bit in terms of making space. But I think that's what inclusion is all about, is kind of making space for those differences, regardless of what those differences are. So it's wonderful to have support, you know, from the state level and from somebody who's just a few doors down as well. That's right. <laughs> While we are on the topic of College Works, I'm just going to jump to a question we have on here. We recently held the College Works graduation, as you know, right on MVCC campus that you were in attendance. That meant so much to us for you just being there. And I know in the past you've, you know, helped to hand out the certificates and just been such a champion of uh, the students, um, the graduates and the families. Uh, Can you talk about the ceremony and why it was meaningful to you? I can say that um, I have spent many graduations, academic graduations Mm -hmm. at Mohawk Valley Community College, but when you look at the excitement and Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm Mm -hmm. of your students, yeah that realize that a chapter is closing, but a new chapter will be opening. That's right. And I think that's what your program does so well, Mm -hmm. is it provides that insight and prep Mm -hmm. for your students as they move from the academic, the training component, to the workforce. Sure. So um, the excitement that was there, Mm -hmm. I have to say it's always moving, the enthusiasm, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And, And the families are so excited for their loved ones to be up on stage, to be recognized. We have a wonderful um, chief communications officer here, Mark Dudek, who always is the MC of the he graduation. Does a great job. Fantastic. Um, it's just always such a great job. And we have that wonderful video at the end that sort of highlights, you know, the, the students over the year and the different activities and the camaraderie and the friendships they have. And it is always um, an event that is very well attended. And, you know, we. Always see it as a way for people. If you want to get to know what we do here at the Arcanada Lewis, stop by the graduation because you will definitely see um, such a wonderful, positive outcome and program that we have. Karen, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we have an open house coming up for College Works. That's right. So I, I don't have the date in front of me, which is is bad, but you can find it on our Facebook page. And for me, College Works represents hope, hope for the individuals who are attending the program but also hope for the families who maybe didn't know what was going to be next once they graduate from high school where do those services go how do we help support those individuals so that they can look forward to another step in life mm-hmm. and so college works really gives that hope i think so you so talked a little bit about um, chefs express which is a wonderful venture we started last year again for job skills training 
Um, and we have also our Dayhab um, Without Walls program is in um, involved in Chef's Express. Um, we have an obviously wonderful um, bakery manager there, Kim Buttle, who is just uh, our employee of the month. Um, Heather does a great deal of work there, which I very much appreciate. My pants are getting tighter every day I go there. <laughs> very easy for that to happen there. Um, and, and really what we love is the connection that we have to our local community members who are stopping in, um, just connecting with those that we support, people we support who are um, doing, you know, work in the bakery, who are behind the register, who are making the baked goods, and it's just been a wonderful success. Um, it's hard to believe it's only been a year. It feels like it's been, you know, longer because we've done so yes. much. And it um, was a lot of work leading up to just being able to open right. those doors. And we're looking at um, partnerships with MVCC and the culinary program and, you know, how we can, you know, make some more inroads and connections with that group. So um, we were honored to have you attend the grand opening of Chefs, of Chefs Express about a year, you know, like I said, a year ago. And for our listeners, um, Chef's Express really is a vocational training center for people that we support right here in downtown Utica. And it was made possible in large part by the Mayor's Ball donation um, from Mayor Palmieri. While we recognize it is vital to provide the job skills to these individuals, we also feel a visit to Chef's Express allows the community a chance to engage in the Arkel Nida Lewis in a very unique way, as we discussed. From your perspective, why are venues such as this important to revital to the revitalization of downtown Utica as well? I can say that, uh, as you're aware, the uh, downtown revitalization mm-hmm. initiative that has come from the executive branch is one that looks at the importance of what we see during the day within the community. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it is so convenient as individuals are back in the workforce, working within uh, their offices. And on a beautiful day like today, (laughs) to pop out, um, run up to the Ukrainian festival, grab a great lunch, and uh, have dessert. So I I think that uh, as you look at the importance of a robust community, the downtown revitalization that you were willing to be a part of, Mm and your interest of saying, what part can the ARC play? Now, yes, you have your great program here. You have uh, so many individuals at work within this building. Mm-hmm. That's right. But to attach so closely with uh, Chef's Express. And as I stated, the importance last night of an event with the chamber that talks about, again, introducing yourself to the community. That's right. That's so, right. It is quite humbling to feel that we are part of this bigger change of bringing Utica kind of back to its heyday. And it's been amazing to see just in this year, watching out the window, as Karen said, I spent a lot of time there. It's my office away from my office. As the community is changing, and as you're starting to see the facades being improved around us, and you're seeing more people walking the streets, and as they walk by our bakery and they see the bright colors and the artwork on the walls, you see people smile. And there's something powerful about, even if they don't come in, that you've sent that person by with a smile. Um, It's just, it's really heartwarming. Then when they do come in and they hear that story about offering those training skills for back of the house and front of the house for individuals with disabilities, and they are just wowed by the fact that their purchase makes a difference in a life so directly, which is really a nice, tangible way to to engage, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. you want to ask the another question here? I just I, wanted I to add one thing oh, yeah. within um, the when you stop and think of downtown revitalization, 
it, it comes from the community. Mm -hmm. So there is actually a, a collaborative group that's a regional group that makes those decisions. Mm -hmm. And they clearly understood how you fit so well. It yeah. is nice that they could see that because it's a little out of the box. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, to me, that's the other aspect of definitely take a look at the Chef's Express. Yeah, that's right. absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question that's kind of not uh, on here, but I just was fascinated in reading your bio. Um, and I had said to you when, before we got on air, do I call you doctor or do I call you assemblywoman? <laughs> you have this fascinating history, and I, I have to wonder if it also informs how you can appreciate people with different abilities and different backgrounds so much better because you are such a friend of the disability world, but you're a small business owner with your husband. You have a doctorate in education. You're an elected official, a public servant. How do all those things inform kind of your worldview, and how do you keep that focus on local and on you know communities that need more help? I can say that uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm a lifelong learner, mm -hmm. and this is a process that uh, there is not an event a business that I don't walk into and learn something. That's mm. awesome. And that happened at Chef's Express. And, and you know, the not only at your grand opening, because it, it was very busy, yes. but I've come <laughs> when it isn't as busy. And more importantly, just engaging with the students mm -hmm. and, and hearing uh, clearly what is going on in their day, what they're providing, and the excitement. Um, I know uh, one of the young women uh, is has her own business. Wow. That's right. right? Yep. So mm -hmm. I've seen her mm -hmm. not only in Chef's Express, but the, the business that she, um, mm -hmm. with her photo booths, that yep. she That's does right. quite a bit yeah. of work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I see her at so many events. That's and when you awesome. talk about a smile on someone's mm -hmm. face, yeah. yeah, she's contagious. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. We have a tremendous amount of entrepreneurs and wonderful um, things that we're doing to really support um, the people that uh, here who have incredible artistic um, we just had actually a, um, a very large competition statewide among the ARC New York chapters, and there's about 38 chapters, and we're one of them. And uh, our artists at Fine Arc, our Dayhab program, had submitted um, a number of pieces of artwork to this, uh, or to this contest. And there was three categories that um, they uh, had submitted, and we won first place in two of them. Uh, was amazing art artist and we have um our artwork from fine arc also at chef's express so we love to to showcase that and we we do uh sell those pieces and um you know the the proceeds do go uh, partly back to the to support the program but also directly to the person who the artist so it's wonderful um to see that too um and how engaged uh, you know we can be with across the different programs I wanted to just sort of shift a little bit um, just to see, uh, I know that there has been wonderful support and really looking at the issues concerning workforce development, workforce training. Um, the governor's been very supportive of, you know, looking at ways that we can um, provide recognition um, and retention bonuses um, working with the federal government and really helping that um, also with bonuses and, and certainly recognizing the great staff that we have here who really supported us and the people here with um, through, through COVID. There is some uh, money out there available for a variety of different um, important uh, goal areas that, for example, workforce development and training and, 
and also on the program side in terms of like really looking at how we can do some unique, innovative things with housing. I was wondering if you could tell the listeners a little bit about that and the sort of the status of those things. Oh, nice. Well, I can say that um, they're all moving parts, mm-hmm. and they're clearly uh, looking at including everyone in mm-hmm. regards to the funding opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you've s- prepared, uh, I have a saying in Albany, pick a winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone that is proven, not only do they understand the community that they represent, mm-hmm. but they also understand the importance of how to initiate it and put it forward. Right. Sure. So a lot of this money, as you're well aware, uh, goes through either an RFP or grant funding opportunities where you're going to put forward proposals that mm-hmm. talk about what you're doing and what mm-hmm. you'd like to continue to do. Right. I did uh, carry a piece of legislation that mm-hmm. uh, looks at uh, the ombudsman program for mm-hmm. developmentally disabled that brings forward to ensure that resources are available for all programs that come forward that, again, are winners. Sure. And it's it's hard because I know that folks want to talk about great ideas to move forward, mm-hmm. but my suggestion always to them is why don't you partner with someone? Right. Why don't you partner with the ARC? Mm-hmm. Why don't you reach out right. to the ARC just to ask them mm-hmm. how they've been doing it for so many years? Sure. Right. right. And I have to say, uh, another role as a legislator that I consider very important is one business owner that has supported this model and been a part of your programs identified a problem that um, one of the individuals that worked for him could not uh, work as many hours as he'd like to because there was a cap and mm-hmm. he would you lose benefits mm-hmm. on the other end. Mm-hmm. That is a scary prospect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he came up to me and said, how do we fix this? Right. So this has been something that we've been working on uh, for quite some time to determine. Work gives an individual self-worth. That's sure. right. It clearly does. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about an individual that is, is works hard, an individual that it's a two-way street, not only is the work great for them, but the work is great for the employer, why would we have restraints? And why right. would we say... Um, you might jeopardize your health insurance if you continue to work. That's right. right. We um, we actually had OPWDD uh, Commissioner Carrie Neifeld on here, the uh, ArcWaves podcast, uh, a couple months ago, and we talked to her about that. You know, there has certainly, it's important for us as an agency in the community, we want to be able to provide a range of opportunities um, that uh, people we support uh, might enjoy or want to participate, but we also have... Um, we're one of the leaders in the self-direction program, so you have a budget that's approved from OPWDD. Um, you can hire your own workers, um, and then we have a number of services and uh, here in the community that they can access um, if they if they chose to. So we, I think that that whole range is really important, but it's also, you know, we we want people to be employed we want them to be able to and they love you know paycheck like anybody else they love being part of that um um, little hub in you know in whatever their business is in the community or in part of our business enterprise um, uh, locations and i think we have to make sure that we're always looking at what are those areas we got to be careful because you get up to a cap um and you know you can you have to cut back in your hours or you have to look at um, 
you know, the restraints and the limitations. And we don't want to have to do that. We want to be able to offer people if they want to work, you know, five days a week full time. Let's let's figure out how we can do that. Right. Um, and it's not say, well, you can't work a number of these hours because you're going to lose Social Security or one of your benefits. So I think if we can continue to really, um, as you said, listen to the people in the community who are saying there's let's there's some red flags here and things that we have to to consider um, and then get people at the table and start working those things through you know part of that is just being engaged with the community as you said so one 2022 so just this past year in may um, you were part of the recognition of the new york state disabilities day awareness day can you talk a little bit about what brought that day about, why it was meaningful to you, and kind of what that should mean to the community as a whole? I can say that, again, it's been so important to ensure, um, as we talk about inclusiveness, and to look at the benefits that all community members bring to us. Mm -hmm. So in Albany, it's a great day that I work with my colleagues. Mm -hmm. We have a great conversation. We see so many individuals from a wide array whether it's um, as we talk about developmental abilities mm -hmm. or any other uh, abilities that an individual brings to the table. So our day is just spent hearing from so many individuals from such a diverse community that provides so much insight and perspective. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that that's the most important aspect is if you just sit and listen mm -hmm. and just see what is being brought to sure. the workforce to the classroom That's right. and say, as I said, every morning I was greeted yep. by eight or 10 young, mm -hmm. eager individuals with a friendly smile that were so excited to go into the classroom. That's and great. as you stated, uh, so many events that they participated on mm -hmm. campus. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that some students are like, I'm a little too busy. And then they'd say, well, wait a minute, mm -hmm. look. <laughs> That's so right. that, they, they were the leaders. They really get that college experience through college works. Yes. MVCC, Mohawk Valley Community College here, I think is, is such a wonderful leader. Um, I, I am an alum, of course, so I'm very proud to, to talk about them wherever I can. We had uh, President Van Wagner here and uh, talk about, you know, the wonderful things that they're doing in the community and how there's been so many, um, such a development in the community connections and leadership yes. opportunities. I was part of LMV, um, I've been part of the board series. I thought that was very interesting. Um, the DEI, the 21 day, um, you know, DEI, it's just been fantastic. Um, and I know that you, as you said, were also employed there. Do you, do you see, um, how, uh, important the, the MVCC is to the next sort of phases of our community economic development? And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. I can say that it, it's, it's the college is, is definitely an integral piece, mm -hmm. but primary and secondary education is also. That's sure. right. So I think the earlier that we bring about opportunities and ideas. Yes. Um, I think back to um, when I was in the college and uh, we did a career day, mm -hmm. you know, and um, someone came up to me that had a little bit more ranking than I and said, what are fourth graders doing here? Huh. <laughs> and I said, well, the kindergarten class wasn't available. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because why I, not give the kids that exposure? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I just think that um, while the college is there to yeah. help build on that, yeah. more importantly, we see that education is an environment that brings us together, 
to to afford us those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, the college is endless. I can say as I I worked there in yeah. administration and yeah. the programs that were brought forward. Um, the classrooms were full of delightful students mm-hmm. of all abilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had guidance and support for some students, depending on what it was, uh, what was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a graduate. I mm-hmm. started as an intern. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can tell you that um, I was at uh, the college for quite some time. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I often say all roads lead to MVCC because it really does do a nice job connecting, to your point, those younger children with all their summer programs and throughout the year programs mm-hmm. for kids, the different camps, engaging with them, allowing them to learn different perspectives. I know one year my daughter took like a geology camp class. Yeah. You know, who, who would have ever thought that right. that would be something, but she got to learn about that stuff and have that exposure outside of the normal school day, which sometimes is a great way for kids to learn, right. you know, right. beyond that normal scope, away from that same set of peers. So yeah, it has been wonderful, though, for the way they access all aspects of our community. Again, just bringing that inclusion piece back to the center. And you really speak to something that's very, very important for us here at the Arcanida Lewis is um, we are in every single school district in Oneida County. We have a wonderful relationship with the superintendents, with the CSE chairs, with um, with you know a variety in BOCES. And, and just it, it's it's been... We've had this program for more than 20 years that we've been involved in the school districts, and it's it's just been a great, great opportunity for us to to get involved early on, helping students um, with their social skills, you know, those early sort of job development skills, um, and you're right on in, in really getting in there early. So I think we're getting a little bit low on time, we so are. if you want to move into the lightning round questions. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll just... Um Lightning round questions are kind of a fun way for people to get to know the softer side of our our, uh, podcast guest. (laughs) Uh, So the first one is, what do you like about being a member of New York State Assembly? I think that every day is uh, hearing from the constituents, the business owners of what would work for the Mohawk Valley. Mm -hmm. And then uh, be in that conduit to bring it into Albany to make sure that those voices are heard. Um, I'm not shy. (laughs) <laughs> so I can tell you that um, I understand that I need to navigate, but I also understand I'm there for the Mohawk Valley, right. and I remind myself of that every day. And we appreciate that, that very that's much. That's a, a privilege and a burden, it sounds like, sometimes, <laughs> but I think more privilege. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite place to visit in New York State and why? I would say the Canal Trail. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. spend a lot of time riding my bike. Uh, nice. And um, it's so beautiful. It, it is. It really is. I think we forget about it sometimes, yeah. you know, and uh, often being a transplant here, I, I wish we had more cheerleaders for our area. You know, I, I think having been an LMV grad as well, like Karen, you really start to appreciate as you engage more how many wonderful things there are in the Mohawk Valley. Mm-hmm. And so I know I'm a cheerleader, but the more cheerleaders we have kind of saying, yes, we have this canal trail or yes, we have this fantastic library. Whatever it might be, I think the more we can do that, the better off we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So finally, this one's a little bit tricky. What leader has most inspired you in your position and why? My father. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he spent quite a bit of time in public service. Oh, he did? So, okay. Yeah. He started out as a council member and then mm-hmm. went to town supervisor and then a county legislator. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. fantastic. So, yeah. He, so he... Uh, Every Sunday morning, uh, we have our conversations. Um, they get good. 
I yeah. bet. That's they, awesome. That's wonderful. Does he challenge you? Yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Does he challenge me? Absolutely. <laughs> really? That's Every great. Every Sunday morning. Keeps you honest. <laughs> yes. We have uh, many events to go to, so uh, I can say as uh, I work with uh, the staff in my office, my chief mm-hmm. of staff, I'll say, I'm running late. Yeah. She's like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful to have someone in your life who can push you and help you think about things in a different way. So what a gift that you have that with your father. So How eloquently spoken. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, we, again, appreciate you stopping by, being on our podcast, and thank you so much, for not only for being here, but all of the support that you have given to our agency, the Arcanine Lewis, to our um, friends in the community, our business partners, the people we support, their families, you completely and totally understand the importance of of why we're here and um, that people with um, developmental disabilities have rights and, and need to be heard. So thank you so much for everything that you have done. Well, thank you. Thank you. For your leadership. I know it's uh, Disability Awareness Month, and we have a resolution that was passed in the New York State Assembly that I'd like to present to you today. Oh, thank oh, you. wonderful. Thank you, thank you so much. Disclaimer, the views, ideas, and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the individuals involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of the ARC Oneida Lewis chapter, the ARC New York, or any other agency, organization, employer, or company.